Talent is cheaper than table salt. What separates the talented individual from the successful one is a lot of hard work. Stephen King. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. Sorry if my sound sounds a little bit off today. I am unable to make it to the studio to do recordings for the first little bit in January. But happy 2021. Yay! We are starting a new year. We've got a new theme for you this month. And this month we are covering the Pearls from the Masters. Each episode, we're going to be covering a different master of the craft and different advice that they give. So if you really like the openers of every episode we've done so far, this month is for you because it's a lot of that. So a lot of people will always go to one book in particular if they're learning how to write. And that book is On Writing by Stephen King. So our first master that we're going to cover this month is Stephen King. He is very good at what he does. There's a reason why he basically defined an entire genre. I think most people are at least familiar with his work in some regard. If you aren't, you probably at least know of works like It, Pet Cemetery, Carrie, Those were all from the creations of Stephen King. So if you missed our last episode, last Thursday was December 31st. The frequently asked question that we covered was, how do I learn? And we offered some questions about how to analyze advice and feedback. That is going to be our format going forward through this month. And those questions are, do I agree with the advice being given? What evidence do I have that supports or defies that advice? Do I share a target audience with the person giving the advice? And why am I getting this advice? Are they preaching to the choir or does this challenge my status quo? And how much do I value this person's opinion? And the final question is, why have they given said advice before? So our opener started with, talent is cheaper than table salt. Do you agree? I, you know, I don't know if I agree with that one. I think mostly what I see is underdeveloped writers. Yes, there are people with some natural talent in writing, but I've also seen quite a few with natural talent that do nothing with it. So I think I do get what he's saying here is if you have the talent and do nothing with it, it really doesn't matter, so it has the value of table salt. And I think that kind of goes into the next quote. If you don't have time to read, you don't have the time or the tools to write. Simple as that. This one is so important. I most definitely agree with this, and I know you do too, because you can't learn the instincts of writing without having read it. This one I kind of feel like preaches to the choir a little bit because people who don't read while they're writing aren't going to listen to this advice. I don't know of anybody who writes incredibly well that reads nothing. Yeah, I agree with that. This one is definitely preaching to the choir because if you aren't reading while you're trying to write, how much are you actually going to read advice in general? 
Yeah, that's kind of true for all of the advice we're looking at. (laughs) So the next quote is, the road to hell is paved with adverbs. I know your opinion on this. Yeah, it was about a year ago I very adamantly stated that I disagree with this one. I understand why it's said, but it's not actually adverbs that are the problem here. So, yes, this challenges my status quo. No, I do not agree with it whatsoever. But are you willing to listen to it and try to apply its intention to your writing, even if you like to still use adverbs? Its intention is to eliminate redundancy, which I do strive for in my writing. So I will accept that one, yes. And that little exercise right there is something that you, our listeners, can do as you're trying to improve writing. Even if you don't particularly like the advice or if it challenges what you think is right, can you still pull something from it to help you improve or to see that you're on the right path as a writer? So our next quote is a bit of a long one, but stick with it. It's worth it. The most important things are the hardest to say. They are the things you get ashamed of because words diminish them. Words shrink things that seemed limitless when they were in your head to no more than living size when they're brought out. But it's more than that, isn't it? The most important things lie too close to wherever your secret heart is buried. Like landmarks to a treasure, your enemies would love to steal away. And you may make revelations that cost you dearly, only to have people look at you in a funny way, not understanding what you've said at all. Or why you thought it was so important that you almost cried while you were saying it. That's the worst, I think. When the secret stays locked within, not for want of a teller, but for want of an understanding ear. I think this really touches on a lot of authors' biggest fears. The pouring your heart into something, that writing selfishly, that emotional connection with your writing, and no one on the other side cares at all. If you're invested, that's when the great writing happens, and that's when it's most difficult to get on the page. When I read through writing forums and writing groups, I have more than once come across somebody post wondering how they can get their significant other, their family, their friends to read and enjoy their books. And they all sound so heartbroken that no one close to them cares about what they're doing. It's hard. And like this quote says, it is scary But the worst thing you can do is keep it locked away because you can't find someone close to you that will listen. Someone out there needs to hear what you have to say, and they never will if you can't put it on the page. Or sometimes it's just you that needs to put it down. Even if no one else reads it, that's what matters, is that you're doing it for you because you have that story that you need to get out. On a little bit lighter note, this next quote is definitely one that I think more developed authors will totally cheer and raise their hands and agree with, but it's quite vexing to new authors, and they don't quite understand how this works. Description begins in the writer's imagination, but it should finish in the reader's. I love this bit of advice. 
personally, I agree with it. You can create this beautiful world. You can put the descriptions down on paper, but the readers will be the ones to visualize it. I think as an author, this can challenge some people to not feed everything to your reader. I think that's what a lot of authors can take away from this particular quote is you don't have to define the exact calendar system of this fantasy realm. You can leave some of that world building in your reader's imagination and they will be that much more invested because of it. This next quote is definitely something that I've considered using for an opener and we probably will again sometime soon when we talk about short stories. This quote is, A short story is a different thing altogether. A short story is like a quick kiss in the dark from a stranger. I definitely agree with this one. So many people want to cram an entire novel into a short story and get the character's backstory in and make sure we understand the map and the this and the that. We don't have time for that. We just need a quick kiss in the dark. This one challenges my status quo, personally. I understand the need to make it short, to make it quick, that I don't need all of the backstories there. But I also want to build big worlds in a short story. And that's something that I'm working on because I do know this advice is good and I need to apply it, but it's a challenge. Our next quote is, fiction is the truth inside the lie. What do you think of this quote? I wonder if that's why we're all drawn to fiction in a way. If there's a truth, that internal discovery, that characters value that they learn to see in themselves, whatever it is that the characters are overcoming, we want to see it. And that truth is what gets you and your audience connected to each other. Even if you are just writing a mystery novel, your fiction can tell the truth of humankind, of the good and the bad. And that's a lot of what fiction does is shows us people, real people as they actually are, even though the characters are completely fictional. Stephen King has a lot to say when it comes to the craft, when it comes to writing. But I do want to leave you with this last quote, which is, Write with the door closed, rewrite with the door open. Which, of course, basically means, Write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 